One thing that I talk a lot about on this podcast is the balance between self-care and business. And that's because if we don't take care of ourselves, we won't be able to effectively run our businesses. We can't ignore the conversations that happen around being a business owner and how that affects our stress levels and mental health. I've seen firsthand how running a business can put a strain on our mental health and what happens if there's no one to talk to that can help. If you've reached a point where you might be feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, or overwhelmed, then my sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your own convenience. And with a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, you can find access to help that may not otherwise be available in your area and request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com strategy. That's BetterHelp.com slash strategy. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives, business minus the bullshit. Whether you're new in business or find yourself in a season of change, get ready to build a strategy, create an action plan, and crush those goals. I'm Sasha, host of Strategy for Creatives, and I help female-led businesses grow their brands in authentic, measurable, and meaningful ways without the stress. There's no sugar coating here. I'm serving up real tips and actionable steps you can take to help get you organized, get off the path to burnout, and grow your brand like a boss. So go ahead, pull up a chair, grab a notepad, and let's talk business. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives Business Minus the Bullshit. I, of course, am your host, Sasha, and today we are actually going to have a guest on the show, and we are going to do a deep dive into some conversation around marketing and SEO, um, and so I'm really excited about this. Our guest today is Lorraine, and she is the owner and founder of Digital Toolbox Media, where she helps business owners use internet marketing to grow. Uh, in, in her spare time, which I love, she loves to travel and take photos, and so we're going to be having a conversation with her. I'll let herself introduce herself a little bit more. So Lorraine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This is so much fun. I I love talking about marketing, so I'm looking forward to the conversation. This is awesome. I just did an episode last week about marketing uh, mistakes to avoid. And so I think this is a really good follow up to kind of like things we should be doing instead and uh -huh. as far as marketing. So why don't you first tell us a little bit more about your business and kind of how you got into marketing and things like that. So um, I'll give you the shorter version because the long version goes on way, way too long and we don't have time for that. But really and truly, I was never going to be a marketer. I was going to um, be an accountant. I was going to do computer programming, blah, blah, blah. And all my professors were like, you know, you're kind of wired like a marketing person. And so fortunately, once in my life, I listened to somebody else and ended up in marketing. I still lean on all of those quantitative skills. And I think the good marketing is 
rooted in the numbers. Yes. Um, and so I always hold on to that, but I, I definitely love marketing. I've done corporate traditional marketing. I had an agency and I started doing the training for my clients. When I sold the agency 18 months ago, I kept the training piece. And so that's where the digital toolbox is now. And it oh, is awesome. tools and resources for businesses, mostly in the earlier stages when they're trying to figure out how all this works. That's awesome. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you, because I talked a little bit about this on my last episode, is one of those mistakes I see a lot of people making is not having a website. <laughs> and I <laughs> I personally, it's, it's a really big pet peeve of mine. I see so many people who on their social media, it's just like a link tree with different links to certain things, um, but not necessarily a website. So I wanted to ask your opinion on which do you think is more valuable? Do you just need social media? Should you have a website? What, what do you think? So my attitude on social media is that it's a lot like going to a singles bar. You're going to meet a lot of nice people. You're going to have great conversations, but the end game is to bring your date home. Home <laughs> is your website. Home is your email list where you can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation without the distractions of the kittens, the babies, the food porn, you, may, you name it. <laughs> so that's the first thing. The second thing is that in any other area of your life, would you completely give up control? I mean, anytime somebody says to me, you know, I'm just going to have a Facebook page. Really? You're going to give Mark Zuckerberg control over your business. I, I, everything that you're saying, I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. I, cause I, it reminds me of a couple of months ago. I mean, I don't even know. My, my concept of time has gone out the window at this point. Um, the COVID but, did that to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> but when Instagram and Facebook went down and everyone was scrambling and they're like, how am I supposed to talk to my people? I saw all these emails showing up in people's inboxes. Like, no, we're still here. Like visit our website. Mm -hmm. It was as if people forgot that websites exist. And that's always my point. It's that you own your website. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to, why do you want to have such a large part of your business relying on something that you have absolutely no control over? Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I've done this a long time and I remember Facebook when they first started courting businesses, you know, it was just a social platform and they came out with this really cool concept that you could create a Facebook landing page. And they were very cool. You actually wrote them and designed in a code called FBML. It was Facebook's own markup language. And I had clients who spent money and paid us to build these pages. And it was a nice little business for me. They were happy. And one day Facebook changed the dimensions on <laughs> all of the pages. And all of my clients were like, what the? Mm -hmm. And I remember being at a conference when somebody said this was happening. And from the back of the room, you heard me all over that auditorium. I mean, it was just not ladylike language. Okay. <laughs> so then Facebook decided after we completely rebuilt all these pages that they weren't a good idea and they just went away. And so you had all of these businesses that had invested in this design that was completely worthless. 
had they paid us instead to build custom landing pages on their website, yep. they would have still had something of value. Yeah, I just it's too, it's putting too much of your eggs in a single basket mm-hmm. when and the basket's not even yours. Like mm-hmm. you have you can't control anything about that basket. And so I I oh I preach that so much and I it's always interesting to me because I do hear people who are like, "Oh, you don't need a website." You can, I get all my clients from Facebook or I just get all my clients from Instagram and DMs and things like that. And it's like, but what if that goes away or with Instagram, they're constantly changing the algorithm. So what if your content's not being seen? How are you supposed to get business from that? And so I, I appreciate so much (laughs) that that you're advocating for the same thing that I am. Um, I do want to ask though, because I think a lot of people, the conversation then goes to how do you then, once you get people to your website, how do you then turn those people into like potential clients of yours? And then into clients who are going to love you. Like, what would you suggest for that? So, um, every, every page on your website should have what I call a logical next step. You should never let somebody get to the bottom of a page and go, Oh, that was nice and leave. It's kind of like, and, and I, I know a lot of people won't even may not get this reference, but there used to be a thing called late night television commercials. Like if you were awake at three in the morning and you were channel surfing, you'd see these ads for a set of kitchen knives. And every time you thought they were done, they'd be like, and wait, there's, there's more. more. There's more. <laughs> that attitude, that and wait, there's more should be on every page of your website. And often it gets obnoxious if it's always, but that that next step should always be want to learn more give us your email address um are you curious about this download this guide sign now 10 years ago you could say sign up for our newsletter and people actually did (laughs) unless you give me something in the moment that i absolutely cannot uh live without I ain't giving you my email address. I got too much (laughs) stuff in my inbox. But if you break the code and, you know, um, give you examples. Uh, Worked with a client that sold hardwood flooring. We gave away a free how to buy hardwood floor flooring guide. And so it was things, it wasn't a sales pitch. It was information. So for any business, offer your prospects something that they're like, I could use that and trade you for an email. Yeah. That's something that I advocate a lot for that too, because it's, it's not, I don't like being salesy. I, I, as much as being a business owner, you have to be, I hate being salesy, but if you're giving value, then Mm -hmm. you're more likely to have someone say, Oh, I could use this. So let me sign up for their list. And then that's where you can kind of nurture that relationship even more and and turn them into a client. So absolutely. And I'll give you one other, um, uh, trick on that is quizzes. Yes. People love. Yes. We are a sucker for a good <laughs> quiz. And if the quiz gives me value, if when I'm done, I'm going to get a little bit of information. Uh, so think about, you know, a short quiz. And, and the best part of a good quiz, not only do you have their email address, but now you know something about yep. them. Yes. 
<laughs> I love that. I actually have a quiz on my website. It's for like figuring out your entrepreneurial archetype. And so yeah. it tells you like, you know, how you handle business and maybe what your struggles are. And before you get the results, you have to put in your email address. So. And people, once they invest the time in doing the quiz, they'll, they'll ask you, they'll give you their email. Yes. I, I love that advice. It's because I, I mean, who doesn't like finding out something in a short little quiz about themselves? We, we can't resist it. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to ask you too about something um, that not too many people I think are familiar with, but that can be helpful is the concept of user generated content. So would you be able to kind of talk a little bit about what that is and oh, how how it benefits people? So USG, um, the way I explain it to people is a lot of times uh, there's, there's an old adage that you, um, you want to start your business with OPM, other people's money. You want yes. loans, you want investment, that you use that extra money to grow. That's how you expand. In a way, user-generated content is just OPC, other people's content. Now, it's not a matter of stealing content from other people, but it's a matter of asking people to tell you things. So whether you, I mean, reviews are the best example of user-generated content, of course. You know, you ask people to give you a review. Now you've got this nice write-up. You didn't write it. Mm -hmm. It's in their language. It's beautiful. But you can do contests. Um, one of my favorite examples is, uh, and I kind of borrowed this for something I did, Jimmy Fallon will do this. He'll ask a question on Twitter. He'll get a bunch of answers. Yes. And then that night, his writers can put their feet up because he's going to read from Twitter, yes. right? I put a note up on Twitter. I have a bunch of friends that are all part of a, a chat group. And I tagged it with the chat. And I said, hey, I'm writing a blog post about this. How would you answer the question? I ended up with five or six different good answers, put them together, and now I had a blog post. And the best part of that blog post, not only was it easy, every one of those people, I tagged them when I shared it on social media. And guess what they did? They shared your content then. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think people don't realize that it's almost like a word of mouth, but uh -huh. in a more specific way. Uh -huh. And people are more likely to want to check out your business or want to look into your business when it's coming from other people, when it's oh. other people who are talking about it than just you. And that's uh -huh. a great way to kind of go about getting that. I, there's some ridiculous, ridiculous statistic that, um, I don't know, 80% of people will check online reviews before they buy something. And they are more likely to take the word of a complete stranger. <laughs> complete stranger. If it's written in the form of a credible review. So, so the power of leveraging and encouraging and, and not letting it just happen by accident, but actively soliciting reviews and comments and questions is really powerful. I like that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Because I, again, I don't think it's a lot of 
a lot of people have heard of the term user generated content and don't realize like how helpful it can be. And people, you can use things like this. Um, I'm a part of a lot of Facebook groups and I have my own Facebook group, the strategy for creatives Facebook group. I will ask questions all the time in my Facebook group. Oh, you know, what, what are business books that you're reading or what's a problem that you're facing in your business right now? And then I use that to come up with content that I can then share either on a blog post or an email or an Instagram reel or something like that. So it's also just a great way to get to know your audience and your community and give them back kind of the information that they're looking for. Absolutely. And it can also be used um, to create new products. One of my favorite examples of USG is uh, Lay's potato chips. They run a contest every year asking people what flavor potato chip. (laughs) I mean, Southern biscuit potato chip. (laughs) Who knew this was a thing? (laughs) But it, you know, you can get, you can get great engagement. And at the end of the day, social media is about ego. Yeah. We all want to be noticed. We all want people to respond positively to the things that we say. And so if you ask me a question and I give you an answer and you comment, you share, you reply, you use it, I am way more likely to be connected to you and to your brand the next time you share something. Yeah, I call it the like, no trust factor. That's Mm -hmm. what I call it on my shelf. And Mm -hmm. that's exactly it's. It's letting people feel that connection mm-hmm. and then they're more likely to buy from you. Absolutely. Um, so before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask one, if you had to give one quick tip marketing that someone can do in their business today, something that maybe doesn't take a long time or that's easy to do, what would you suggest that people could do in their business? I think the most important thing that you can do is to sit down and make a list of the top 10 questions you get asked on a regular basis Hmm. and then answer them. I know that sounds silly, but answer them on your website, answer them in social media. I did a, a test project one time for a client. We were working on improving the SEO on his website. And one of the questions that he got asked all the time was, what's the the best floor to put in my kitchen? Do you know that I searched from one end of his website to the other and he had a big website? Nowhere on the site did he answer the question. Mm. Because it it was something that his sales guys were answering all the time. They never thought about answering that question in digital media. It was just like too, too simple almost. Today, that blog post that we wrote on the most popular or the the most, uh, the best flooring types for your kitchen, that blog post is 10 years old and it still gets traffic every single week. Of course. Yeah. And I, people don't realize that if you once you're in business for a while and even when you're just starting your business you will get asked the same things over and over Mm -hmm. again like I I know in my business it's I don't I don't know what kind of systems I should have or you know do I need email marketing and you know sometimes it's even more simple than that and if you just answer those questions in a blog post and then if you turn around and put it on someplace like Pinterest which is always Mm -hmm. popping up content then you will always have people coming to your site because they're always searching this question. And Mm -hmm. if you're popping up as a reliable source for it, they're more likely to then go to other places in your website, which goes back to the beginning on why you need a website. (laughs) 
Absolutely. 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 Um, you know, and I mean, there's so much, there's so many great tricks to building on that whole idea of answering questions, but at the end of the day, people go to Google. Yep. I know there are other search engines, but let's face it, Google runs Google. the internet. <laughs> so they go to Google with a question. And yep. if you've got the best answer, Yep. You'll always pop up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to thank you so much for giving some marketing tips. I'm actually really happy because you just reiterated a lot of the things that I share on my show. And so it's nice that, uh, for, for my audience to hear it from someone else as well, as well. Cause I, I do think marketing is so hard when you're starting your business and trying to figure out what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. So mm -hmm. I appreciate you coming on the show and just talking about that with me today. Awesome. Um, you can find Lorraine. She's at digitaltoolbox.club. I will leave her uh, website in the show notes for you guys. Um, just to kind of reiterate what it is, she has an online marketing community for business owners and it has the digital toolbox is filled with tools, tips, training programs, real-time discussions, and you'll find answers to a lot of your digital marketing questions. So I will make sure to put all of that in the show notes so you guys can check her out. But Lorraine, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Are you ready to uplevel your business? Join the five-day Be Your Own CEO Challenge. All the details are available on the website at www.buy-sasha.com. If you like what you heard, make sure you rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And of course, follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Want to follow me on social? I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Strategy by Sasha. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday for more business tips. Audio Podcast Network.